ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Everybody and welcome to this September 12, 2021 edition of the Boxing Source radio show. I'm your host, James Bell, the leader of the Boxing Source on social media. You could catch, you know, boxing articles and more through theboxingsource.net. And we're also through social media on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and through YouTube. Um, you know, it's, it's been a good little while since... You know, we've been on, um, you know, had like a, you know, few things that I had to do uh, personally. So uh, it was a very busy um, past couple of weeks. Uh, but, you know, we're back at it uh, here this this week, um, you know, to talk about, you know, a few of these boxing topics that, you know, have happened over the past uh, seven to 10 days or so. Uh, of course, you know, we've had a few things that have kind of, restructured the schedule uh, in the sport of boxing um you know we we were supposed to you know at least have some type of event you know yesterday um that had been pushed for another week and now that fight has been delayed once again so we're gonna you know touch on that um of course we're going to get into uh what happened um you know where uh, you had a guy that was uh, almost 60 years old um, being in the boxing ring. Um, and that's kind of like been one of the hot topics uh, uh, for boxing is, you know, what happened uh, last night. Um, and, and, you know, we're also going to get into, you know, the conversation with um, – you know, Oscar Valdez uh, there, uh, who, you know, did have his fight uh, that did take place on Friday night, uh, even though it wasn't supposed to take place, but ended up happening anyway. Uh, so we're going to get into that as well. Um, and, you know, we're also waiting on official word about, to me, probably one of the biggest fights of the year. Um, as a boxing, you know, um, columnist and as a boxing fan, this is like one of the more anticipated bouts for me all year. Um, you know, looking forward to this, uh, hopefully it, you know, this thing will particularly get signed and be official. Uh, but, uh, we're going to wait on official word of that, but, you know, I wanted to jump into, you know, what's happening um, when it comes to, you know, the thing for yeah, uh, yesterday, 
Of course, she had uh, Boxing Hall of Famer, Vander Holyfield, um, going up against Vitor Belfort. Um, and, <laughs> you know, the thing was just a, you know, crazy, um, you know, crazy situation. Of course, you know the, you, we know the result. Vitor Belfort, um, you know, blitz, blitz, Vander Holyfield and, you know, scored a knockdown and eventually, you know, got a stoppage there in the first round. Um, but, you know, it, <laughs> like to have, you know, somebody uh, there at 58 years old, you know, whether it was uh, something that something that was sanctioned or not. Like there has to be some type of, you know, rule where, you know, you need to be <laughs> like it needs to be a maximum age for you to participate in combat sports like there should be a limit um i know that you know you had of course the alien or the executioner bernard hopkins uh go past 50 years old and compete uh you know for you know world titles uh pretty much at, at that age uh before uh he lost to joe smith jr uh but you know even even in that particular aspect you kind of like seen the amount of slowdown that he had against uh, Joe Smith. So having somebody like Evander Holyfield uh, out there in, in a uh, in a fight against, you know, uh, Vito Belfort, that, you know, that shouldn't have went through, you know. Um, and the thing about it is, is that uh, you, you had Holyfield pretty much looking real slow. Um, of course, not sharp at all, and he he pretty much uh you know goes down you know um within you know the first two minutes of that first round um you know Vito Belfort hit him with a left uppercut um you know with almost like thirty seconds left, and you know the the thing about it is is that he he came in as a replacement opponent <laughs> and that you know you had um it was originally supposed to be Vitor Belfort against Oscar De La Hoya and Oscar De La Hoya of course had his you know battle with uh COVID-19 you know um and now it's just uh this thing here with um you know, uh, of Holyfield coming in as a as a replacement opponent. I don't know how that thing got sanctioned. Like somebody got to tell me how they got sanctioned. I, don't, I I have no idea how they got sanctioned. I have no idea, you know, how the thing passed. But you know, state sometimes these state athletic commissions, uh, particularly here for Florida, the Florida State Athletic Commission, uh, actually had this thing. Uh, pass through, and um, you know what, and that was just a, a a bad situation, a bad situation overall. I know that you know we had the talk. Uh, what was it last year? It was like over over a year ago, when it could have been uh Mike Tyson versus Evander Holyfield in an exhibition fight, and then it ended up being Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones. And so, you know, Evander Holyfield over that time was, you know, kind of sour about that and said that, you know, why why didn't he 
why didn't Mike Tyson pick me for for this particular fight? And uh, look at that, what was happening here. Yeah, it looks like it, we pretty much had a good reason on why why that, you know, that fight didn't happen. It ended up being Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones. But, you know, right now it's, it's pretty much uh, something where we got to, you know, check on the safety of Evander Holyfield. Uh, you know, make sure that he's, you know, all good and checked out and everything, you know, because, you know, like I was saying, man, I mean, I, yeah, I just don't know how this thing, like, went through. I mean, I'm, you know, I've seen a vendor, um, you know, in Atlanta for that uh, Take Davis fight that he had against Mario Barrios, and, you know, that Take Davis-Mario Barrios fight, I've seen him, and he, he looked every bit of 58 years old, <laughs> Like, you know, especially a 58-year-old guy that has been in so many tough fights over the course of his professional career. And that, you know, it's almost like, you know, how you have a retired football player uh, that had to deal with injuries over the course of their career and trying to get through that in order to make it through, you know, their football career. You see how how they look after it's all said and done. And it's almost like they kind of like advanced in years by like 10, 10 or 15 years. And like Evander Holyfield looked the very same way uh, when I saw him in Atlanta, you know, uh, a few months ago uh, when they had that Tank Davis of Mario Barrios fight. And so uh, for, you know, anyone to kind of like have this pass as a fight, yeah, that that does uh, call um, the state athletic commissions and, you know, whoever is involved. Uh, with this in the question, and yes, that does that does include Ryan Kavanaugh and, and whatnot, who you know was part of this whole thing. I mean, th- this is you know this is the thing about uh, sometimes the sport has its high points and its low points, and this was definitely a low point uh, there. You know, um, you know Holyfield hadn't been in any type of ring for over ten years. You know, you know, um, and <laughs> and you see like what what happened here in this particular instance, man. I mean, look, you got this thing here where you have um, it was you know, and it was originally remember it was supposed to be at the Staples Center in Los Angeles, man, and and now you know it, it's it's and it moved over <laughs> to Florida, particularly because. The California State Athletic Commission wouldn't even, you know, sanction a fight. So they said, "Nah, we we ain't gonna be, uh, we ain't gonna be part of this. You know, we ain't gonna join in on this uh, whole little um, exhibition or whatever uh, type of thing that y'all want to do here in, in this instance. And we're going to just say, nah." We ain't gonna have it here. So they moved the whole, they moved the entire event to the Seminole uh, Hard Rock uh, Casino uh, over in Hollywood, Florida. And hey, I mean, hey, if they saw some money in it, then that's what they you know went ahead and and gone through. You know, they just saw some money in it and it went ahead and had these you know particular fights that were you know there on. Uh, you know, um, 
it would it like to me I, I, like for real i'm like at a loss of words for it because uh the thing about it is is that <laughs> even like how this whole thing has been um kind of interpreted like they don't even like people aren't even sure that this is an actual you know official fight sanctioned by the florida state athletic commission if it's official or if it's an exhibition if it's going to count on the records you know for Vito Belfort and Evander Holyfield or it's not like it this is uh you know but it was just so it was just wild how they were able to go through uh this particular thing and for you know Evander Holyfield to actually step inside the ring and you know all across the board people were like yo why in the world was he able to do this you know that's the thing about it so um, like I said, you know, Vitor Belfort uh, does this whole thing with uh, Vander Holyfield, and uh, I don't know, like, how that's going to look, you know, as far as, like, the overall boxing scene, because Vander Holyfield's way past it. Like, come on, I mean, he's 50, 58 years old, about to turn 59 years old, you know, um, uh, here within the next, <laughs> in the next month. It's going to be about five or six weeks and he's going to be 59 years old and you know for anyone to actually have him step up and you know go into a fight that's that's just crazy in itself and you know we have like other fighters uh that are you know contemplating getting into the ring once again you know after being inactive for over 10 years 10 or 15 years and you know whether they're fighting guys in mma or uh, coming from other sporting, um, you know, other sports, this is something where you, you, you're you putting yourself at risk every time you step into the ring. And uh, for, you know, people to do it at this particular um, point of their lives, that's that's very dangerous. And that's something that has to be monitored. That That's something that has to be checked. And I don't think it's really being checked uh, to a certain degree. And the thing about it is, it's like, look, we, we got like all these other topics that, you know, we got in reference to the sport of boxing itself. Um, and, you know, this is, uh, you know, one thing where I say like, yo, we got to be, you know, more careful as far as like who we're able to, you know, have or approve uh, there within, uh, you know, I'm saying like stepping in the ring and all that. That That's just... Uh, that's just wild in itself, you know what I mean? So, I I don't know like what to make of you know all of this, uh, what the end game of it is, you know, having these type of fights uh, going down and and having it being approved, you know, uh, that's something that we gotta, you know, we gotta call in the question um, when it comes to you know the sport of boxing. Uh, so. Um, hopefully, hopefully uh, we get more of a, um, you know, we get more of a uh, thing where we kind of like say, hey, we, we need to put a we need to put a halt to all this because this is not really it's not really helping the sport and it's not really helping the people that are involved in the fights. You know, um, that's going to be like a, you know, like a long term um, thing. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, that's the thing about it, man. Um, 
you know, so ho hopefully, hopefully, you know, like I said, if in the Holy Field, it's all good. Um, you know, when it comes to that particular uh, match, even though he was talking about, oh, I uh, wasn't really hurt. Uh, the referee, you know, stopped the fight early. And I'm like, man, you shouldn't have even been in the ring in the first place. Um, I didn't even really think that <laughs> Oscar De La Hoya should have been in the ring, you know, going up against Vito Belfort, you know, regardless. I mean, you know, we see what happened uh, there with little Chavez going up against Edison. So, I mean, that, you know, I'm still, I'm still laughing at that. <laughs> I'm still laughing at that particular uh, bout. Uh, but, you know, the thing about it is, is, um, you know, we got all of these other guys that are, you know, pretty much retired from professional boxing trying to do this whole thing with the, you know, either exhibition circuit or whatever. And, you know, trying to get money that way. And that that's to me, that's a problem. That's definitely a problem uh, there. So uh, hopefully uh, things get uh, better, <laughs> better when it comes to all of that. And that we really don't see something like that uh, happening uh, that much, uh, you know, here anytime soon. So, I mean, I, I gotta, uh, yeah, I gotta uh, just say that, y'all. Yeah, we need we need uh, stuff like that to kind of like be uh, put over on the over on the side, and 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 they need to like take a break uh, from all of that uh, there real quick. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so that's that's pretty much uh, what what I got in, in in reference to you know all that you know what I mean. Um, that's the thing, man. I, I I just didn't necessarily like how that whole thing went down, and you seem like with uh, like I said with with Oscar De La Hoya saying that hey I'm checking out due to you know being in a hospital with COVID nineteen that you know maybe they shouldn't have just went ahead with the overall event itself. But they they went on ahead with it, and they added in the Vander Holyfield was like what 10, 10 or so days, uh, a replacement. Like, come on, like <laughs> you can't like do that. That's that's the worst part about it. It's like you put in a Vander Holyfield as a replacement opponent to Oscar De La Hoya with ten days, you know, before the fight. You know what I mean? So that that's the thing about it. I'm like, come on, man, you can't. You can't be having all that, that stuff going down. You know, that, that just don't even work, man. Uh, <laughs> and I see here that, you know, those, uh, you know, that are um, part of this uh, live chat, yeah, they 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 ain't really, you know, feeling Holyfield or they haven't felt Holyfield because of, you know, his uh, you know, old dealings and whatnot. So, but this kind of, this kind of like puts another, "Quote unquote black eye to his uh, image, so to speak, man. You know, you can't like have something happening like I was saying uh, with him being over in Atlanta a couple of a couple of months ago. He has you know a statue uh, dedicated to him uh, there that's at the Phillips Arena in Atlanta, and then he turns around and he has this uh, fight on short notice and and you know basically embarrasses himself, you know so." So that's 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 not definitely a good look uh, for him. And, you know, it, it's it's kind of like seeing that I, I'm not sure, like, if these other guys that are, you know, been out of the sport uh, should really do this unless they, you know, kind of like do it in a way that makes it, you know, I guess um, 
good for all parties involved. Because I know that there's like other, you know, retired boxers that are still, you know, doing the thing as far as like trying to, you know, do a celebrity boxing circuit. I know that, uh, you know, boy, uh, Zab Judas, you know, doing something there with like a celebrity boxing circuit. I think he's had uh, a event or two over in Puerto Rico uh, for that. Uh, but, you know, you also have, of course, uh, Shannon the Cannon Briggs, you know, still trying to get himself involved with, with that type of stuff. But I, I guess, uh, you know, with the, the way that he's kind of like put himself in shape that they really don't want to go ahead and approve a fight with uh, <laughs> Shannon Briggs. So that that's kind of a wild in itself uh, right there. But that's that's pretty much what I wanted to you know say on that um you'll probably get back into it a little bit later but like I I just really did not like how uh this whole thing was handled uh with the Vander Holyfield and you know hopefully uh you we really don't see anything like that uh happening uh there in the near future um next up uh wanted to jump into the whole thing with um you know, the, the card on Friday night, top-ranked card. Of course, it was uh, headlined by Oscar Valdez. Uh, they're going up against uh, Rosen Consacal, whatever it's called, uh, whatever his last name is. Uh, he did get a unanimous decision win uh, with two scores of 115-112 and one score of 117-110. Um, that was uh, – that was uh, – that was uh, how that that, that is. Because uh, <laughs> you have live uh, uh, comment here. He said, Vitor Belfort made Holyfield do the thistle dance. Hey, listen, I, yo, I, I'm kind of like on the old side. So <laughs> I probably had to look up the thistle dance on YouTube or something like that. <laughs> you know, I don't know if it's like the, like the, uh, the laughing taffy or the, or the, <laughs> Or like the two step or whatever it was, but uh, or Harlem Shake, but I I looked that up to see if that was similar to what happened uh, there that uh, Vitor Belfort Van the Holyfield fight. But uh, back into you know what I was talking about here, Oscar Valdez. Of course, people you know we talk about Oscar Valdez uh, over the previous few weeks uh, because of um him testing positive, uh, you know for. Uh, the legal substance and him claiming that it came from, you know, tea with, with you know, where he was doing some weight loss, uh, drinking tea. Uh, but, you know, the, the fallout from that was, you know, the WBC said, hey, I mean, you know, I guess, uh, you know, we'll we'll go ahead and we'll we'll forgive you and we'll, you know, let you keep the title and, you know, we'll let you defend the title on on. on you know, on, on uh, Friday, September 10th, you know, this is uh, something where, you know, I know it's a, a, a fairly important fight for you. So we're going to have you keep the title uh, there while you go up against Ropes and uh, Consacal. Um, <laughs> for me, man, I like, come on. Like, I know that, you know, he was coming off a big win over Miguel Burchelt. Uh, that ended up, you know, ending being like one of the candidates for like knockout of the year. But to have something like this happen where, you know, he's kind of like trying to cut, you know, keep his weight down, which is kind of concerning to me because 
it it hadn't been that long ago since he was, you know, in uh the featherweight division. So I mean, he had moved up to the super featherweight division at the end of 2019, you know, and he had like a few fights before going up against Burchelt, which was kind of interesting because he wouldn't go up against Jamel Herring. Since he was a WBO featherweight champ, he would move up and be the immediate contender for the super featherweight title, but he didn't go that route. He went over against Miguel Burchelt and then got the win. And of course, he gets, you know, popped with this, uh, you know, illegal substance, and the WBC forgives him. <laughs> and that and that kind of like goes into you know one of the topics that people were, had been talking about over the previous week, as far as like who Oscar Valdez is involved with. So we we'll get into that. But he went up against Robson Consacal, who came into you know this belt uh, undefeated, sixteen and zero. Um, you know, going up against Valdez, thirty and zero. Uh, was, you know, like a little bit of a performance there for uh, Oscar Valdez. He got through 12 rounds, like I said, uh, scored the unanimous decision victory and whatnot. Um, and, you know, Valdez pretty much uh, kind of like called out, uh, you know, the uh, champions uh, out there or the winner of Jamel Herring versus Shakur Stevenson, which will be held over in, uh, Atlanta later this year, uh, but you know that's uh, that's uh, something there where he, you know, kind of like he could have had fights against either one of those guys, um, but he decided first he decided to move up uh, from one one twenty six to one thirty, uh, where he didn't fight Shakur Stevenson for that WBO belt, and then when he moved up to one thirty, he didn't fight. Jamal Herring. So I, I kind of like question personally, I gotta question uh his intent on fighting either one of those guys. Because he could have easily fought either one of those guys already, and he didn't go ahead and do that. But he still went on ahead uh with this particular fight uh here over in uh Tucson, Arizona. Um, you know, that's you know pretty much uh where he's kind of you know, set my base from, uh, but it, it, to me, it was just something where he kind of like, uh, was just trying to get through this fight and get the fight over with, get this whole little thing over with, with this controversy, uh, with the positive tests that happened. Um, but he's still going to be, you know, put on, put on uh, a microscope or put under a microscope because of what happened. And, you know, uh, other people have said like, you know, this is, Yet another person that did test positive for an illegal substance under the camp of Team Canelo, or as they call it, the Canelo team, where uh, you do have uh, those tra trainers, Eddie Reynoso. Uh, so Reynoso, of course, has his guys there. Canelo Alvarez, Eddie Ruiz Jr., Oscar Valdez, uh, <laughs> Ryan Garcia, among others. And so... <laughs> when you have something where you had in the past, Canelo tested positive for a substance. You have, you know, uh, Ryan Garcia taking a quote-unquote break from boxing. And now you have this whole thing uh, here with Oscar Valdez. It's, it's raising a good number of questions there. And one of the one guy that has uh, raised questions about it 
is a super middleweight champion by the name of Caleb Plant, who's planning on fighting Canelo Alvarez in November. And he said, like, hey, look at all this stuff that's happening over in the camp. I mean, that, that kind of, like, you know, puts everything into question, you know. And, you know, some people kind of, like, raise it up when the fight between Plant and Canelo was originally scheduled to happen. Shoot, it was supposed to happen on Saturday. This coming Saturday. And it got pushed back. And they said, no, nah, we can't really have it uh, here on Saturday. And when that was kind of, like, announced, that's when Caleb Plant was like, look, man, I done, you know, put, like, every concession out there on the table. I let, you know, him handle business when it came to, you know, having a wedding and, and going on vacation and doing this and doing that. And now I said when it came to, you know, the fight on September 18th, I'm ready to go. And now y'all telling me y'all ain't ready to go. And so what's going on? And so now they ended up rescheduling this bout. Uh, so it'll be in November, and uh, supposedly. And now you have all this stuff going on with Oscar Valdez. Uh, you know, the whole thing with Ryan Garcia, we don't necessarily – I know for sure what was up with all that, with him taking a hiatus uh, from boxing after uh, he had his win against Luke Campbell uh, at the beginning of this year. Uh, so, you know, now it, it just uh, puts some, puts a, you know, real, real, real um, scope uh, there on the camp of, uh, you know, the Canelo team. So uh, that's something with that. But, you know, for me, with Oscar Valdez, I mean, it, it's something where he kind of like had all that momentum, scoring that win over Miguel Burchelt to win the WBC Super Featherweight title, and then something like this happens. And that's crazy because, you know, you you, you would have a, a win like that, that that puts you among the top there in that Super Featherweight division. A lot of people kind of like rated Oscar Valdez as the top guy there at Super Featherweight, you know, by scoring that win. And now all of that momentum seems to be taken away from this uh, positive test. So he got to, you know, do something, I guess, uh, later on down the line um, to kind of like make up for it. But it looks like, you know, he's waiting on what's going to happen uh, between uh, Jamel Herring and Shakur Stevenson. Uh, who's going to be fighting for that WBO title. And like I said, that's going to be over in Atlanta. Uh, and that, yeah, that is going to be scheduled for Saturday, October 23rd. So uh, that's one fight that, you know, I'm also looking forward to is uh, Stevenson against Herring. I mean, this is going to be pretty much uh, Shakur Stevenson's first real test against a veteran, uh, solid veteran, uh, in Jamel Herring, one of the you know frequent guests here of the Boxing Source Radio Show, probably see if I could get him on uh, here one time once again. Um, and someone that you know came off of that impressive victory over Carl Frampton, where you know he traveled overseas, uh, there and you know prepared himself, uh, to go up against Carl Frampton, and there were there were some people that felt like Carl Frampton would have been able to get Jamel Herring, and Jamel Herring said, Nah. Uh, he overwhelmed Carl Frampton, uh, beat him up, uh, like hit him with a good number of power shots and, and took him out in pretty much like in the Carl Frampton's career. 
Uh, so uh, here it's going to be, you know, Shakur Stevenson. Uh, you know, people feel like Shakur Stevenson is one of the more talented fighters uh, there in those lower weight classes when it comes to like 126, 131, 35. Uh, he is mentioned there as, you know, one of the better defensive fighters uh, within those divisions. Uh, but it's going to take much more than that in order to uh, get the better of Jamel Herring. So, uh, and I've said it, I've said it a few times before on, on this podcast uh, here. I have Jamel Herring winning. I have Jamel Herring winning. I'm favoring Jamel Herring to get a decision win. Um, it's going to be a you know pretty solid decision win for Jamel Herring. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a learning lesson there for Shakur Stevenson, I feel. Um, so, so we're going to see like how that that's going to turn out, and that'll you know straighten out the super featherweight division uh, here uh, in in these next uh, couple of months or so. You know what I mean? So you do have that. Um, you know, one other thing is uh, that you know, we do have uh, coming up. And this is something that, you know, I've been kind of like anticipating, right, is this whole thing here with uh, the WBO welterweight champion, Terrence Crawford, and the two-time welterweight champion, Sean Showtime Porter. That fight looks like it's going to be solidified within the next couple of days. Uh, we did, you know, of course, they had like a uh, purse bid that was – that was scheduled for, um, you know, uh, the, that previous uh, Thursday, a couple couple weeks ago almost. Uh, then that was, you know, pushed back. And so, you know, now it's like, okay, we had it pushed to, it's supposed to be now September 14th. But, you know, Bob Barham uh, basically said that they, you know, are kind of like in the, uh, in the, um, verge of announcing that particular fight you know you know that he should be uh going ahead and announcing that fight that it would be scheduled uh for november 20th you know um and like i said that that's going to be a great 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 fight you know um when 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 the wbo announced that uh sean porter would be the uh mandatory challenger for Terrence Crawford, that was the thing that kind of like made me, uh, you know, really uh, excited. That was like one of the rare times when I was like really excited about, you know, a particular fight that could be happening this year. And for, you know, Bob Barham to kind of like say, okay, you know, uh, yeah, we talked the PBC as late as yesterday. It looks like Porter is on board or close to being on board and hopefully terrence will be on board and we'll announce that fight next week hopefully <laughs> and so that's that's uh bob barham uh right there in, in, in when it comes to this whole thing with terrence crawford and, and sean porter um you know november 20th they're trying to see if they can host uh that particular fight um I don't know if it's going to be on pay-per-view, which is going to be uh, something that I'm kind of like uh, interested in. Because if you're going to have this fight being announced for November 20th, right, um, 
And like I was saying with the with the uh Canelo versus Plant, that's supposed to be in November as well. So you're gonna have two uh pay-per-view level events uh there within that same month. And of course, you know, you got Canelo being Canelo and it's gonna be against Caleb Plant. Uh and that's gonna be for the you know undisputed super middleweight championship. But like I was saying, man, I I like I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what Terrence Crawford could do against somebody like a Sean Porter. Uh, Sean Porter has been uh, somebody that, you know, over the past uh, few fights has adjusted his uh, offense to be a little bit more of a uh, boxer instead of like a brawler. You know, of course, a lot of people feel like Sean Porter is more of like a brawler type, but he's had a couple of instances where, you know, going up against Danny Garcia and even against Earl Spence Jr., uh, where he was able to, you know, get in there, in and out, and uh, boxing uh, those guys. And so, you know, he was able to box to get himself a win over Danny Garcia. And to me, if it wasn't for that knockdown uh, that Earl Spence scored, he probably could have been, a, a, you know, the unified champ, you know. Uh, but you, you do have uh, Terrence Crawford, uh, who's, you know, had his fights here in the welterweight division. Of course, you know, a lot of people kind of, like, question those fights that he's had in the welterweight division. Um, but, you know, he's still one of the guys that, you know, people feel is one of the most talented fighters in the sport of boxing. Um, you know, people have uh, come out here and said that they feel like Crawford is going to stop uh, Sean Porter. And we, we'll see, you know, what happens there. I mean, like I said, Sean Porter has been dropped. Uh, but he's never been knocked out. He's never been stopped, you know. Um, and this would be something to where Terrence Crawford could possibly send a message uh, to the rest of the welterweight division that says, hey, if I'm able to stop Sean Porter, that's something that none of y'all were able to do. That's something that Keith Thurman couldn't do, something that, you know, Danny Garcia couldn't do, something that, you know, uh, Earl Smith Jr. couldn't do, Kel Brook couldn't do. You know, and it, 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 it would be something, too, because, you know, with Sean Porter, Sean Porter is somebody that pretty much, like, started his career well north of 147 pounds uh, when it came to, like, you know, the amateur ranks and all of that. You know, for his wins and the amateurs and him coming down from, like, 160 or so to 154 and then down from 154 to 147. And so he was able to, you know, win titles at 147. Uh, did have his uh, loss to Kel Brook and then was able to win another title against, you know, Danny Garcia before, you know, losing that belt to Errol Spence Jr. So uh, right now, this is something where you kind of like see if Terrence Crawford is, you know, able to, you know, step up to the plate against someone that has been a longstanding top five fighter in the welterweight division, you know. So uh, that's something that, you know, I'm definitely uh, waiting on. Uh, that's something that, you know, I'm kind of seeing here how that's going to turn out. Uh, if they're going to, you know, get themselves uh, up and running to have this particular fight uh, scheduled for November 20th. And if it does happen on November 20th, man, I don't know about this fight between Canelo and Plant. Like, I, I was feeling like I should go over for Canelo versus Plant. But I feel like, you know, like, Fight fans really be looking forward to Crawford versus Porter uh, if it does uh, go down uh, there on uh, November 20th. So 
Uh, that's the thing about that, man. I, I, I'm kind of like really, yeah, I'm getting more excited about this particular fight. And if it's gonna, you know, go ahead and happen to go down, uh, that's something that I'm, I'm really, uh, kind of like looking forward to to see like how that's going to, you know, get, you know, get uh, going. You know what I mean? So that's the thing I got, you know, on that. Um, usually, but you know, with this, you know, kind of like being a, uh, kind of like being a slow little weekend in the sport of boxing. This kind of like says like. You know how much has been kind of like postponed and everything. You know we we could have had remember we could have originally had the Canelo player fight coming up this week, and that's been delayed. You know um, we could have had you know the thing with uh, Stephen Fulton and and uh, Figueroa. You know that was supposed originally it was supposed to happen uh, yesterday, and then it got pushed for another week since you didn't have. The whole thing with Canelo Plant being September 18th, so it was so that you know Fulton Figueroa was supposed to be at Park MGM September 18th, but with Figueroa tested positive for COVID, now that fight has been rescheduled, and it's kind of like puts you know things into you know question as far as like how are these other fights going to be made up? You you had that, you have uh, the thing where uh, David Benavidez. You know, his fight, you know, that was supposed to be over in Arizona, that got postponed as well, you know. Uh, so so now we got like about, you know, three months, over three months left in the year, and we got a good number of fights or main events that are, that are going to be rescheduled. Um, and I don't know, like, how they're going to uh, fit all this out at the, at the end of the year. Uh, really don't like like you got um a lot of these fights and a lot of these fighters you know that haven't necessarily fought and it, it's it's going um you know going down to where you still have guys that haven't even had a fight date yet you know so that's something there uh shout out on the live uh here to one two kid uh that's also a uh, picking crawford um, you know, like I said, there's a good number of people that are picking Crawford uh, to win this fight. I do know others that are picking Sean Porter to win this fight. They thinks that they think that Sean Porter is going to be uh, someone that's too tough uh, there for Terrence Crawford. Um, but you know, like I said, I mean Terrence Crawford is somebody that you know does uh, deal with you know guys that are bigger than him over in the Bowmax camp. You know, BNB boxing. You know, so he he trains against, you know, guys that are, yeah, that are pretty much his size or smaller than him, you know, like uh, Jamal Herring and whatnot, but also guys that are bigger than him, you know, like Steven Nelson. So um, he's going to be ready for the toughness uh, there of Sean Porter, but it's going to be uh, if he's going to be able to get to the level where if it gets to the later rounds and Sean Porter is still Sean Porter. Uh, if uh, Terrence Crawford does get tired a little bit, will that be a factor? Uh, that remains to be seen uh, there when, when it comes to that particular matchup. We still got to make sure that they're able to sign on the dotted line uh, for that particular uh, fight. But back to the whole thing with this, uh, you know, all these fights being postponed. Um, 
you know, I was talking about the, you know, the last couple of fights there uh, that were postponed. Um, of course, you had the whole thing with uh, Teofimo Lopez, too, uh, where that whole card, you know, did uh, get postponed. The one that was supposed to be in June. Uh, now it's not June. And now you're supposed to have something where, you know, it, it's supposed to you know be rescheduled. So now they're trying to have uh, that Lopez Cambosis fight in October. Uh, I think both of both of those fighters have like signed on the dotted line for that. But you know, like I said, it still remains to be seen if that fight's going to actually happen there at the Theater of Madison Square Garden. We'll see when when the time comes. Uh, but uh, you also had you know the whole thing where uh, that original card did have. You know, the thing where it was supposed to be uh, an undisputed title fight uh, in the, uh, you know, in the women's game, right? As you were supposed to have Fred Charles Cruz Desern, uh there, it was supposed to fight Ellen Sederus for the undisputed Super Middleweight Championship. And it was supposed to be scheduled, like I said, for June 19th, got rescheduled. It was supposed to now happen at September 14th, but now that can't happen because Ilan Sederus can't even get out of Sweden. Didn't they even get a visa time to you know, get over to the States. And so now that thing has been uh, delayed once again. And, and that's the thing about it. Like all of this stuff with, you know, this whole thing with travel issues, COVID and, and all this type of stuff. You know, it, it's delaying a whole lot of fights. And, you know, uh, Fred Charles Cruz was a little bit, uh, a little bit pissed off, you know, about this whole thing. Uh, she really wanted to go ahead and fight on, on June 19th. Uh, it did, like, take a little dig at Teofimo Lopez. Remember, uh, Teofimo Lopez uh, had, had contracted COVID. Yeah, um, to delay that particular fight. And so, you know, so now it's like having a whole bunch of fighters that are part of these undercards where they have to be rescheduled and, and moved. And sometimes, sometimes they don't even have a fight at all. So all this whole thing about, you know, COVID tests and, and all this type of thing, that's, that's affected a lot of guys or a lot of fighters. Um, when it comes to rescheduling fights or fight cards. And this is something I guess we're, we're going to be dealing with uh, here, you know, from this point forward. And that's going to be a definite uh, setback for a lot of these fighters. A lot of these fighters uh, that, you know, get themselves ready to go, go through training camp, use, you know, who they have for sparring partners, use who they have for trainers, chief seconds, and, you know, strength and conditioning, uh, you know, coaches and all, all that type of stuff. And they get closer to the date of the fight and it's being rescheduled. So all of that, all of that, all of those resources that they use to, you know, pay off the, all the staff that's, you know, involved in training and would have been uh, there with them for the day of the fight they got to take you know they pretty much got to do it all over again and that's that's frustrating for a professional boxer so you gotta like have something to the point where we gotta restructure this thing to where 
they have to have some type of guarantee that they have these fights happening at a certain date or by a certain date, you know? And if not, then maybe there has to be, like, some type of a, I don't know, maybe they'll come up with something to where, like, you know how fighters, you know, the day before the fight, if they miss weight, sometimes either they go through with the fight and pay a fine or pay, you know, pay off of their, you know, purse, and then they still go forward with the fight. Or if they don't go ahead and have that fight anyway, like one party still would have to pay a percentage of the purse that their opponent would have had because they didn't, you know, get their, you know, have all their ducks in a row uh, before the fight day happened. So maybe they're going to have some type of a little thing where you have, uh, you know, fighters try to get themselves more in an accord to get themselves ready for these fight dates and not be able to have any type of, you know, hiccups or, or trips or whatnot that would delay or overall cancel a fight, you know? So that's probably uh, what, what's going to happen possibly uh, here within the future to kind of like get more of these fight cards and make sure these fight cards are guaranteed because we've, we've had a lot of, you know, high-profile fight cards be postponed or canceled over the past three months because of, you know, people testing positive for COVID or, you know, having injuries or whatever it is. So that's what, you know, what's going down right now. Uh, but, you know, overall, that kind of like, you know, covers most of the stuff that I wanted to get in, man. I mean, we've, you know, of course, it's been a good little bit of a hiatus, but this has kind of been a fairly slow, uh, you know, fairly slow type of card uh, here, you know. Um, and, you know, what, what, what's also crazy is, uh, you know, when it comes to delays, uh, man, you know, even with uh, what's going to happen uh, next weekend, like, you know, we have PBC Fight Night on September 18th, and, you know, we already have, you know, one of the fighters uh, that was going to be part of a car September 18th is already out through through a thumb injury. So uh, he had, like, a recent sparring session. Uh, this is uh, Surrey. Mamutovic, or Mamutovic, actually, Mamutovic, M-A-H-M-U-T-O-V-I-C, Mamutovic, all right? So, he injured his thumb in sparring, and now he's been scratched from the fight card that was supposed to happen this uh, coming Saturday, the 18th. And, well, I mean, there we go once again. You know, another fight delay or another guy that scratched from uh the uh, fight schedule that kind of like affects these fight cards and i mean th this is something that you know we really hope doesn't happen that much from this point forward uh when it comes to the uh these uh big fight cards coming up i mean we're pretty much about four weeks away from uh fury wilder three is supposed to happen um, of course, uh, October 23rd, like I said, you got Jamal Harry versus Shakur Stevenson. Um, you also, you know, will have possibly uh, the thing before uh, Terrence Crawford versus Sean Porter. 
And those are going to be three key fights uh, there within that, you know, kind of like eight week period. So hopefully, uh, we'll, you know, they can uh, iron things out to where we have some more fights going on in the tail end of 2021. You might see Tank Davis uh, once again, uh, probably in December 2021. Um, you know, we got a few other fighters that are out there, you know, like a Keith Thurman. We haven't heard much from Keith Thurman, um, you know, uh, to see what who, who he's going to end up fighting next. Uh, you got like a few other uh, guys in the heavyweight division that haven't necessarily fought yet. Um, and, you know, if you and you got like stuff that's happening in, in the middleweight division. Of course, you have Gennady Golovkin. Uh, he was supposed to be, uh, you know, fighting um, uh, for in a unification bout, <laughs> but it's gonna be a unification bout, uh, you know, against a guy that you know kind of is a champion, but he was kind of like elevated uh, there as a champion in Ryota Murata, and. That's going to be unification. That's going to ha- that's planned to happen in December. But outside of that, we really haven't had much a- uh, action as far as like any fights, new fights that are uh, going to be materialized. We don't even know if they're going to have a rematch between Jamel Charlo there against Brian Carlos Castaño for the undisputed, uh, you know, super welterweight titles. You know, that ended up being a draw when they fought earlier this year. Uh, so. There's like a lot of a lot of key fights that that could be made that haven't been you know official quite yet. And this whole thing with uh, you know COVID and, and injuries and all this other type of stuff has really affected the sport of boxing. But you know, hopefully they could get things uh, going uh, to be a little bit better off, and uh, we kind of like finish the year strong uh, here in the sport of boxing. That's what you know I hope for. Uh, here with uh, you know more fights that could be added onto what's already uh, been announced or already been booked. So uh, that's what you know pretty much have here in this particular uh, episode. Uh, we will get back at it here uh, sometime, uh, probably uh, around uh, September nineteenth. Uh, so we'll see if there's going to be some more news and notes uh, happening when it comes to upcoming fights because, well, we really don't have that much action um, out there uh, for, but for a couple of cards, you know, uh, that's going to happen this weekend uh, here on the state side through FS1. Uh, so uh, look forward to that. Uh, but that pretty much, uh, like I said, that pretty much uh, does it for this episode. And like I say, at the end of every show, point of boxing is hitting, not get hit, not to say the trade. On that note, folks, I'm out. Have a good evening, everybody.